Welcome to the Design Perspectives Podcast, Episode 13, and I am your host, Gail M. Davis. Welcome to the Design Perspectives Podcast, and I am your host, Gail M. Davis. Being an interior designer is more than creating beautiful spaces. It's about articulating a vision and more importantly, being a valuable resource to clients. Join me as I gather insights from fellow architects, people of the trade, interior designers, and most importantly, the clients who value us. I am so excited for today's guest, Ariella Duker. She is amazing. By the time we are done with this interview, you will be inspired. Um, Love my single girls who get it done. So Ariella was a former fashion stylist, and she is also a Sotheby's trained art historian, which really works out and complements the design career. So this is her third career, people, and she's got a lot to say. So without further ado, here is Ariella. I hope you enjoy this conversation and this interview as much as I did. Well, thank you for joining us today, Ariella. I'm super, super excited to have you on. Please tell the audience a little bit about you. Hi, Gail. Thanks for being here. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so I would say um, my name is Ariella, obviously, and I have um, my own business. It's called Ariella Duker Interiors. I recently came came out on my own, um, formed my own interior design firm after being in a partnership for over seven years. So this is sort of an exciting time for me. I think so. Design, at least. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Now, what I know this is most recent for you. Is there some trepidation and has business slowed down for you since you've been on your own? Or have you not missed a step and it's still going? So... I think it's been a purposeful slowing down for me. I think this is a great opportunity to reassess how I want to run a business myself. I think when you're in a partnership, you have to compromise quite a bit. You're not always, you know, choosing the projects you might want to take or things that feel meaningful or right in your own gut. You know, I think we talk a lot about, you know, when you meet a client or a project, it needs to feel right. And mm-hmm. sometimes when, frankly, if you're in a partnership, we had an office, we had a lot of overhead, we had employees, we have a lot of insurances. You have a lot that you need practically, you mm-hmm. need to bring in a lot of money every month to keep your doors open. How many employees and, did you have? Uh, we had two folks, like two design assistants, right. one was an admin and one was more design. And then we had a bookkeeper and then you have sort of your, um, non-direct in the office every day, but you have, you know, a lot of support right. staff. Right. So right. yeah. And then we had an office space as well in New York city. Oh, hello. <laughs> so <laughs> you can imagine, I mean, I think it's amazing and it showed our growth over a period of time. But it means that you don't have as much flexibility to potentially turn down a project if it doesn't feel like, like your when style you right, right. or the right fit. Or if you do see a red flag, you may be more 
you may find a reason to take it anyway, even if something doesn't feel 100% about it. Or, you know, you may not, it may not be a project you even want to photograph or that it's just not the right fit that you take them because you need to keep your doors open. So we always kind of talked about those projects as, you know, the jelly and the jam, you know, what's really a great job for your career and that's going to make you feel satisfied and what's a job that's really, you know, just keeping you supporting those other jobs essentially or supporting your creative jobs. So I think when you're on your own, some of that uh, overhead has come down for me, which is great. But obviously it means that you're not able to take on 10 jobs at once. You, you know, you don't have that kind of time in the day, so you have to be more selective. Okay. And so I'm using that as maybe a positive where if I know I'm going to be with a client for six, eight months, maybe a year, (laughs) sometimes a year and a half, I really care about who that client's going to be, that we can get along, that they're the right fit. Um, and then I'm not going to resent that job and I'm going to wake up in the morning and be excited about it. So I think for me taking this time to really assess who I am as a designer, what kind of clients I want, what projects I want, how I want to rebrand. I've really taken some time to assess a lot of those things so that I can ensure that this business is truly a reflection of who I am as a designer and the work reflects you, my personality. Exactly. Well, it's funny. I look at your, you know, I looked at your website and I've, you know, I've had dinner with your fabulous self. Um, (laughs) And I think your style is amazing and flawless. I just, I, I, I'm interested to see how it will evolve because it can only be even more amazing than what it is. So that's a little bit scary and exciting because, wow, now I'm really going to have to step up my game. Um, yeah, I think there are, there is this maybe internal pressure. I don't know if it's external yet, or I could be thinking it's external pressure, but I think people, at least within my own peer group and circle and some, you know, people who know that I've recently gone off on my own. I think there is sort of this (laughs) anticipation or pressure to show them what I can do when I'm uninhibited, when I don't have to kind of, you know, tailor it down or change things to accommodate, you know, different personalities when it really is just myself. So there is a little bit of pressure. (laughs) No, no, no. And I mean that in a good way. Like you're, you're amazing. Um, And if people don't know, they should just really check out the house that you're working on upstate. So tell me, how did that house come about? So in about, in 2013, I, I think I was, I mean, I don't want to start dating myself or giving out my age, (laughs) but at a certain time in your life, I think, especially in women's lives, you become, I think, you start to feel a little bit of a nesting kind of emotion in yourself. And I don't, whether I got, you know, I had a, I got a dog that, you know, the year before I (laughs) I started to feel like I really wanted a home. Right. And I wanted space. I really, you know, I like to collect. I like to buy things. I like to, you know, hunt and gather as I like to say. And so yeah, the storage units were kind of building up and where was I ever going to use these things? Can I sell this to a client? I don't know. 
But I realized what that was really reflecting was my own desire to have a space of my own to spread out, to express myself, to entertain friends. Right. And when you live in New York City, you know, you can have a nice apartment, but you're still never, you don't have space to roam. You don't, you can't have, you know, six people over for a weekend. You can't cook in a big kitchen. You can't entertain. And I really felt this sort of internal desire to do that and a desire to really express myself creatively when I have no client in mind, when I'm my own client. Right. And to see what that was going to turn out to be and to design my house also from scratch. I felt like that was really important to buy land and do it from scratch as opposed to buying someone else's home, renovating it. I really wanted to be in the creative process and learn while I was doing. So wait, there was no house on the property. You just bought the land and then built the house. (laughs) Ten and a half acres of complete, you know, woods and rock. And (laughs) I just, I drove up there and I saw the view and something just felt right. And worked with an architect and it's been kind of a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because of of the site. I mean, I think, you know, I, this is why I think I'm a much better designer because of this project. I, I think this has been the greatest education I've ever gotten. And I think clients and, you know, future projects will be, will benefit from my experience in this. Right. But I mean, I was naive. I really just, didn't know what country life would be when you're outside (laughs) of a city limits where you have to create all your own utilities. There is no, you know, town water. You have to dig a well. There is no electricity. You have to run it from a main power source in the town. Like there, you have to do all of these things yourself and, you know, rely on people that you don't know to help you. And, um, I, it was, it's been a lot to the point where it's still not finished and we're in 2019. But but you do have a beautiful pool house, which you did show me pictures of. What are we calling the pool house? The clubhouse? So yeah, friends like to call it the clubhouse because I went a little all out on that. There's a joke going around that I spent it all on the pool house (laughs) because, you know, construction had taken so long on the house and it was such a slow going process because of all the site development that I felt the need to build something because going back and forth was getting really tiresome. Right. And frankly, you need a bathroom. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to use, I didn't want to use the porta potty in 30 <laughs> degree weather. Like, you know, they are gross. They really are horrible. I've only seen one and it was at, um, Oh my God. In an event this summer with Lux and this porta potty was when I say deluxe, it was better than some people's bathrooms at home. And but I was like, I could imagine the ticket price just to rent that. It was air conditioned, it had Joe Malone uh stuff in there. Like it was just insane. But I was just like, wow, this is better than some people's home. But yeah, no, it's okay. I still want to I mean, it. I'm used to poor parties. I have to say I work I do work on a lot of renovation and um got renovation projects so right. you know they're they sometimes you have to use one i get it and they're, they but <laughs> a good girl can. For four or five years um and i felt that when i was up there you want to have a meeting with a contractor it's windy it's cold 
you need a place to go inside. <laughs> and I wanted to be able to spend the night when I do have a meeting. And so I could oversee construction on the house. Right. The issue is, is that I got so excited about finally having something to build <laughs> that, you know, I, I felt the need to pick mosaic tile and, you know, custom cabinetry for a small <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> but, so it's but it's beautiful. But it's beautiful. antique doors from Morocco. I had to put those in, you know, the essentials. Yeah. Uh, but so I did go a bit overboard. But I learned from that experience as well because I learned a lot about my personality. I learned that if you have any ounce of OCD, you should not use mosaic tile with tiny grout lines because I would be sitting on the floor with the toothbrush cleaning the grout from the contractors walking on it. Um, so what about budget? Has it well, taught you a lot about budget? Completely. I, there was one when we started before I knew all of the site issues I was going to come into terms with. So what ended up happening is I basically spent the entire budget and I didn't get the house. Okay. And so, but I felt that the site work was imperative to the value of the property. Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of grow up really quick and reassess. Right. And so I just recently reassessed and I came up with a more reasonable budget mm -hmm. to finish the house and the garage. And I'm happy to report it's all under construction right now. Yay! And everything has been selected and designed, and I'm super excited to be able to finish this and see the project through. Now, let me ask you, when will this be done? And is the clubhouse going to be more, is going to be better than the regular house? Because you're like... <laughs> well, I'll, let, I'll let everybody be the judge of that when it's done. I'm trying to be respectful of um, the style and to keep things relatively in line. But yeah, I mean, the pool house got some of the things that the house actually is not going to get. <laughs> but I do think I've been able to really design something quite beautiful. And the plan is to have it ready for this coming summer. Okay. Okay. So I so hold me to it. Yes. Accountability coach. You That's it. <laughs> I'm putting it out on the podcast. So everybody, you know, when you, when we finish this, we're going to give out her um, Instagram info. So you have to follow up, follow her and like hold her feet to the fire. <laughs> so she'll feel the pressure <laughs> from all of us. Oh my God. Okay. So with this, have you gotten any clients up there because they know that you're a designer and they're watching what's going on or like the townies have, they've seen you come in. They're like, who, who's this beautiful woman pulling out all this beautiful stuff and, you know, in the lumber yard, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have to say that during this process, what I have discovered is this is a niche that I would like to be, focusing on oh niches so, are good niches are good and being okay with that and realizing that I might not fit everybody's um I might not be the designer for everyone and I think that's also goes back to um starting out on my own and really kind of honing in on what I'm good at and I think mm -hmm. what I am good at is weekend homes these more a second home a home that's not your primary residence because the fact is, is I'm 
my experience now is places that are not, you know, easy to build on. Right. Um, working, being able to be part of a team with an architect and a contractor right. and tradespeople and being really comfortable with all of those people, keeping everybody happy, polite. <laughs> I think, you know, there's a lot to be said about that kind of experience when you're building from scratch. Right. And also my personal style feels a bit more, um, I think, collected. I like things to not feel brand new and super modern. And, right. you know, yeah, if someone hired me in New York City, they might want that. But learning to say, well, you know, that's not what's really what I'm good at. I'm good at mixing. I'm good at um, a more relaxed style. I'm good at, you know, functionality and, you know, space with Mm -hmm. living and understanding, making things practical for the way you live and practical for the environment that you're in. Right. As opposed to the the show where people want everything more for show and they don't understand it's like form function and you have to be comfortable to the point where the design that I did for the house in 2013, 14 with the architect, I ended Mm -hmm. up revising this past year because I've worked on enough homes and I've been with enough people and I've lived enough in the last, you know, four or five years that I've realized that that's just not how people live. Right. You know, it's not cut up and formal and it's not, everything's super fancy it's Mm. beautiful but it's comfort practical and rooms need to flow in a certain way and sight lines are really important and how you really live is the essential component to these designs and making a house that you turn the key and you go in and everything's intuitive like Right. You know, up there having radiant heat is really essential. It's freezing. <laughs> and, you know, living yes. with that, you know, and there are these things that maybe people didn't think about because they had, they were like, well, I don't want to put that on my budget. Well, I guarantee that's going to make your house more valuable. You're going to enjoy the house more. You're going to want to be there. Right. It's going to cost you less to insulate, you know, other, you're not going to have to use other heat sources. I think. I'm much more well-rounded now in that way. And Mm -hmm. I want to impart that kind of experience and knowledge in my new projects. Well, I feel this is awesome. I feel like with, with the dissolvement of the business of the practicing you going on your own, and then also you designing this amazing space, it's just like really heighten who you are. But I also applaud that it's causing you to really focus on the business and niche it down to what makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, you're now a solopreneur. And so you really do have to love what you do. And I think a lot of people think designers just love designing and it's more about you'll be more into it or you'll be more intuitive or you'll be more ecstatic to be at a job site where you can really offer value. And that's what I hear from you is a lot of value that you will be able to um, give to your clients. Yeah. And I think also um, working with people you really want to work with and people who understand that value and allow you to do what you do best, Mm -hmm. um, I think is another really essential component to sort of this new business model. And what I've noticed from being up there, the people who are moving up there, it really is becoming a very popular destination Mm -hmm. um, more so than the Hamptons. 
You know, I yeah. meet with a lot of landscapers, a lot of subcontractors up there, and they're telling me their clients are all moved. Like, that's where everybody's moving. They're buying second homes up there. They're selling their Hamptons homes yeah. to be in the upstate kind of area because it's year round. Yeah. And there's a lot happening up there and you yeah. can get a lot of value and there's no traffic on the weekends. No. Well, it's funny. I um, used to uh, intern for Bunny Williams and I had the opportunity. I always get this name wrong. Was it Trade Wins? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, trade secrets. Trade secrets. I keep calling it trade wins. Well, anyway, <laughs> I don't know why. And even Carol and her assistant is like, dear God, when are you going to get it? It's been years. When we went up there for the first time, I was like, who needs the Hamptons? Who needs Long Island? This is where it is. And it was just so amazing to be up there. And I did get to walk her country house up there. And the property was amazing. I could see being there. And like getting lost and not really wanting to come back down to the city unless it was essential. Like, well, and the other thing is what's so interesting is there's a real designer enclave up there. Yes, um, yes, there is. A lot of our, you know, a lot of the designers are buying homes up there for themselves as well. Absolutely. And you know, you can go to dinner and you don't have to dress up. You don't have to nope. worry about no. Nope. It's who like you're gonna life. see and what you're gonna look like. Yep. And, it's just, yeah, it's Hunter nice. Boots. Yep. It's beautiful. It's Hunter Boots. It's relaxation. It's completely different. So yeah, I'm with you on that. So, I mean, that's the goal. That would be great to be working up there. Obviously you can't deny that New York city offers opportunities that you don't want to miss and turn down, but I'm more mindful, I think with those projects that they are going to be in line with who I am and be in line. I just really want to essentially be working with people who share the same values as I do. And so I'm just much more careful about when I interview with someone and they do reach out mm -hmm. that it feels right because these are not short-term relationships. No, 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 no. <laughs> Even when we want them to be, they're not. No, but you really, I mean, for me, I like clients that have multiple properties. I don't want to, um, I don't, you know, at this point, I really don't want to have like 20 clients. I'd rather have like three clients, like when I started out in the beginning and they just have multiple properties. And that's just a lot easier because it's a relationship and, you know, you become a part of each other's family basically, and you know what to expect and you know how your client likes to live. And then you can tweak it as you go along with each property. It's just a lot easier that way than meeting, you know, a new client all the time and, you know, it, it could be a housewife or, you know, just someone in town. And then they, they have like this enclave of people that every time you show, you do a presentation or when you do your presentation, it's like everyone is weighing in and this is their first time dealing with designers and you're trying to explain how the process goes. So it's just when you find your niche and it's working, it is so much easier. It makes you so much happier and it puts more money in your pocket. Because niching is yeah. really what it is all about. Like you, you know, I look at websites where they're like, um, what is it? The word like we do all we do uh, full we can work in any style. Or yeah, we work full house. We do full interior design. I'm like, so what does that mean? Like, what do you mean you do full interior design? Like you can't be everything to everyone. And that's something that I'm learning more every day and being a full interior designer. And you also can't say you're luxury designer when you're doing e-design because it's just it's they're just polar opposite. I mean, yeah. it, 
you have, for me, I feel like picking a lane and staying in it and really just massaging it and making some, something amazing is so much better than, you know, jumping all over. Um, and I think for me, I came from a fashion background. What I loved about fashion and why it's so similar to design was what did I like about fashion? I loved connecting with the client. Yes. I loved that interaction. I love the banter. I like knowing about their lifestyle. I like being in their lifestyle. I like being part of their family. Like I, I, so that is, I'm using sort of that as my, what makes me different at least is that mm-hmm. I really do care about the client and want to be, you know, this not be a flyby kind of situation where, you know, I want to like them and I want them to like me back and I want it to be where the relationship kind of grows and changes and evolves as opposed to, you know, saying, thank God this is over. I can't wait to see these people ever again. Yes. Can I get my pictures? I just got to last long enough to get my pictures from these people. Like, you know, yeah. 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 Something where designers are really bad at. So I guess I can say that this is the project that you learned the most about yourself. What was a project that was, well, what, this was a challenging project, but let's talk about a client. What was the most challenging project that you had with a client and what was the most valuable lesson that you walked away with from that? So I would have to say that mm -hmm, without mentioning the client. Yes, of course. (laughs) This has happened actually on the similar situation has happened a few times, but it, it really happened where it hit me in the face with one particular client where, you know, when you're hired to do a job, but you discover very quickly that really the client wanted to be the designer. Yes. And I think that's really important to recognize early on. And I didn't recognize that early on where they really are picking everything. They know what they want. They've ripped out magazines. They've pulled every picture from Instagram. They're shopping on first dibs and they're sending you constant links to things. And they really have decided what they want. Right. And they're just surrounding themselves with people who will yes them. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. maybe double check that it's going to be the right size. But even if it's not the right size, they're probably going to buy it anyway. And you can't, that project never ends successfully. And so what happens is the roles get reversed. They say you're their designer, but really you're just facilitating. <laughs> you're the assistant. Kind of, yeah, you become a personal assistant and then it, it gets totally out of control because you can't stop when you're saying, I'm going to offer you two to three options and I'm going to present the the design concepts and we'll get a, we'll, Based on that, I'll revise. You have this whole plan for right. the project, and then it gets completely out of hand because they're saying, well, okay, but what if I bring the suggestions to the table? Right. What if I show you the options, and then it's hundreds of these links to yeah. different products yeah. all day long, and you don't know how it got That's a nightmare. out of control. That's a nightmare. That's a let's part ways because this is not what I am. You need a decorette or you need a PP decorator, but you don't need me. Um, but then, you know, it's always that how to terminate where right. it doesn't ruin your career and you don't right. not get referred because they, I think there's this dangling of a carrot, which I've spoken to a lot of other, you know, my peers where mm-hmm. you get tempted to take a job because they're going to buy high end things. And, right. you know, maybe I can photograph this and they really right. do want to work with a fancy architect and they do have a pretty building and it is right. a, a good budget, but they don't want 
your design. Nope, at all, at all. And it doesn't, and what they want does not necessarily fit their architecture. It's not going to work. They want these, they're showing you pictures of 14 foot ceilings. <laughs> you like, look sweet. amazing. These yeah. rooms, these rooms look great, but you have eight feet yeah. and your kitchen's on the yeah. garden floor of a townhouse. Like it doesn't, it's that light is not going to look the same. Yeah. That cabin is not going to be the same. It's your, it's trying to help them, but they don't want to receive, receive the help. That's when you're exactly. <laughs> and so that's where the projects go haywire. And I'm, you know, I would say that that's the greatest lesson I've learned is to walk away, even when there's sort of this ounce of, you know, hope or this excitement <laughs> about what the final project could be because they're using beautiful things or they have a decent budget. But if you know it's going south to not be your design and you know that what is selected is not right and you can't stand behind it. It's just not the right thing. And to be able to walk away, I guess would be the best advice or greatest lesson I've learned is to say, you know, this isn't the right fit. Right. I like that. Um, And so with that, now that you know how to end that and walk away, what were you able to get pictures out of any of those or did, were you just like, I'm out? I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> People don't understand that. Everyone thinks design is, is glamorous. I was like, you have no idea when you have real issues and you, you're right. You have to learn how to um, extricate yourself from these situations. And especially like you're saying about dangling the carrot, a lot of these people, when you first start out, they're like, well, if you do right by me, I have a lot of friends who have money that will hire you. And I was like, well, you can't go speaking for other people's wallets and, you know, um, other people to hire me. You don't know. Very funny. Now, how do you, all right. So since then, and since this whole, uh, split up, how do you find, how do your clients find you now or how do you get referrals and what's the pipeline like? So that's an interesting, I would say that's the most interesting part of starting off on your own. When you're rebuilding, on the one hand, you're not really starting from scratch because you have the experience, you have all your industry partners, you have all your accounts, you have salespeople, you have friends in the industry, but you don't really have projects. Right. So, um, and also being respectful of the work I did before and, you know, not, I haven't done some big blast and some email blast and this mm-hmm. and that. I, for me, I am more subtle and I like to speak to people one-on-one and I right. like to kind of slowly transition. But when you're in a business, your referrals keep coming in because of your other clients and because of um, other projects. And that's not happening because those clients are still clients of my previous business. Right. So what I have found the most interesting is that my friends in the industry, other designers Mm -hmm. are actually have become the source, my greatest source of referrals, which it seems like it would not happen because, you know, they're getting referred, they're being, they're essentially offering me jobs that don't fit them. Yeah, that right. 
if they get an inquiry and it's not the right style mm-hmm. or if they get an inquiry and it's, you know, they just don't have time. They're fully booked. They have four or five projects going on themselves and they're not in a position to take that project. They're being really kind and generous and saying, I think this might be a great project for my friend. And she's now has her business. Here's her website. And so I've actually been really lucky in that way that, you know, people, the more people I've told about being on my own Mm -hmm. within our own industry, I'm getting referrals from them because they know me, they know that I'm capable, they know my style. And I actually think what's beautiful about that is that for me, that's the highest form of flattery is that you're being referred business from your own peers who are talented and successful. Agreed. And so they trust in you and believe in you that you can take on a job that they unfortunately cannot at that time. Then mm-hmm. I feel like that has been sort of a, a really great um, kind of feeling to know that um, the referrals are coming from sort of my own peers as opposed to sort of another client or a stranger. Right. But I feel like that's how it should be Um, because I've had people say, hey, I can't take this on. I gave you information. Um, They asked that you give them a call or they're going to call you later on this week. They're just trying to figure it out. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And that's that's for me how we should be looking out for each other because I don't feel like we're in competition because we're all very different. Mm -hmm. Um, We deliver very differently. We operate differently. And I think that, like you said, it's the highest form of flattery to do that. And I'm super excited for you. I can't wait. But, you know, it's funny because we weren't getting that kind of referrals when I was in the partnership. And I just don't know if that's just because people assume that you don't need it, you know, or you don't want it or you you're just you're doing fine on your own in that way. And you're you have a stream of business, but it was funny because we weren't getting a ton of referrals from other designers or from vendors or, uh, you know. Well, is it because you said you're on your own or is it because? I don't know. And so that's what I'm sort of curious. I think part of that is, is that people know I'm on my own. So they know I have. Um, Cause the bills don't stop. So you, yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess that's one way of putting it. <laughs> the bills don't stop. So you do need the referrals one way or another, or is it because maybe you were busy and they thought, Oh, well they're a dynamic duo. I mean, that's, yeah. that's Toledo Geller. They're a dynamic duo and they have crazy business down the pipeline to like 2022. Like it's so insane. And so people yeah. automatically think that when you're a duo, Hey, they're good. They have an office. It's up and running. They've, you know, they've been in um, AD 100. They've been in the rising star. They've been in house beautiful. They're everywhere. You know, they're doing good. Maybe they're just going, Oh, I would refer them, but I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. But I think also because now that you're on your own and it's, you know, we're all close enough to you to know, I think everyone's just like, yeah, I can't take that. Give it to her. And that's, yeah. that's really how it should be. It's like, let's build up each other's pipeline and let's look out for each other because there's more than enough to go around for everyone. There is. And I think part the one sort of beautiful thing that sort of has come out of, you know, starting over and rebuilding has been the camaraderie and the friendships and the support. 
I didn't realize how not only important that is, Mm -hmm. how helpful it's been, how grateful I am. And it's really taught me more gratitude this year. And it's sort of a goal for mine is to, you know, be mindful of how supportive people have been and the cheerleaders I've had in this last year that want to see me succeed. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's made me, I think a better person. It's making me a better designer because I'm just more thoughtful. I don't, I'm not taking it for granted. Like I perhaps would have that after you work for a certain amount of years in a partnership, you were just, the work just sort of automatically shows up and understanding it from the other side now is really, you know, humbling and it's really kind of been beautiful. Like it's really given me this opportunity to be able to show a lot of gratitude towards, you know, our friends and our colleagues in this business. And it's opened me up to new people. Like I met you in this last year as well. <laughs> yeah. I think since we well, I'm like, ins- I think I'm a stalker on Instagram with people <laughs> and I just make them the best friend in my head. And I start chiming <laughs> in on everything you do. And then next thing you know, you're like, Gail's my friend, but I've never met her. <laughs> so. But you know, it's really been nice to have friends outside. Well, you know, when you are in a partnership, you're sort of used to always being around someone. So you're not seeking out. Yeah. I always have friends. You know, you have some friends, but this forces you also to have to make more of an effort to not be isolated in your design because I just had, I took that for granted. I'd go into an office and there'd be someone there to run ideas by and talk through problems and talk through a challenging situation or take turns writing that difficult email. You don't have that anymore. Right. So I've been more receptive to even friendships and new um, spending more time with other people and seeking out really wonderful um, collaborations with people because that's one thing I think I miss from having someone always around. Mm-hmm. And so how to fill that void in a way that still allows you to be autonomous, but where you are sharing ideas and concepts and have someone to, you know, run a challenging idea by. Yeah, that's really cool. So I want to thank you. This has been really interesting getting to know more about you. And we have to go out for dinner soon. Um, yes. Because that last time we went was really fun. And we were just kooky together. Um, <laughs> or is it just that you're kooky, girl? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am kooky. I am kooky. I know that. So tell the people where they can find you. So, um, I mean, obviously, primarily a lot of people are looking at our work on, you know, Instagram. So Ariella Duker. Uh, but now my website's up and running, mm-hmm. uh, com. But you'll always see me around out and about. I like to be out and about. This is good. <laughs> this is good. And don't forget, everyone, we have to hold her accountable about this house. So please go follow her on Instagram and just I should cheer break her my on. own rules. I should break <laughs> my own rules and plan a party for a date this summer <laughs> and have to stick to that thing. What we always tell clients is we're not planning any parties. Like don't plan a party around the interior design. <laughs> but maybe I should do it for myself just to you can break your own rules. Yeah. <laughs> break your own rules. You make them. You're like, yeah, today yeah. I don't feel like having that rule. I'm gonna break it. 
Do you. Do you and be happy. So thank you so much again. I really appreciated this and I really enjoyed my time with you. Me too, Gail. Great to speak to you. Have a good day. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been my pleasure to chat with you. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Gail Davis Design. Have a great day.